Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. To pick up a free audiobook download, head on over to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Gay. And I'm Brett Gromlich. And how you doing? Um, you know, I'm doing pretty good, man. Are you? Yeah, I think so. You're not lying to me this time? Are you? Uh, I don't think so. That's good. Are you, are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing great. It was pouring down rain a little bit, and so... Are you, like, really doing okay? Because you just, you just went straight from your condition to the weather. Like that's the key indicator there's something going on mm-hmm. inside. Yeah, Let's you know talk what? it out. What's going on? You know, I am just so... Okay, that's about enough of that. <laughs> uh, anyway, today's topic. <laughs> I try to open up. <laughs> Your hour's up. It's like church. How you I'll doing? I'll see you next week. Uh, well, okay, good. See you later. Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. <laughs> no, like... There is this, that whole, like, green time on Sunday. We've talked about this before. Random lamp, rainbows, check it out. Yeah. But just in general, like our culture, we are a polite people. Now, I have met people from other countries who say, oh, like, Americans are fake. When they say, how are you doing? You know, they're just, they don't really care. They're just being fake. And I would say, you know what? I kind of disagree with that because as a people, we do care about other people. So, for instance, if I say to someone on the street, hey, how you doing? How's your day? And they're like, Oh my gosh, terrible, da, da, da. Most people, especially in the Midwest, probably not on the coasts at least, but most people would stop and care and, you know, have a conversation with that person. So we do care. The problem is most people are so prideful and uh, they don't share what's going on in their heart. Mm. But you do have the people who just vomit emotionally on you every time you ask them. So yeah. that gets old too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, how you doing, Rob? Hey, I'm doing good. I I agree. Chorus, yeah, that was pretty loud, but I don't think I don't think the podcast heard it. I heard it. It's so. pretty loud in my ears. But no, I would agree with you in that um, in that we're too proud to say if something's actually going on. But I probably disagree with you a little bit when it comes to whether or not people would really be ready and willing to listen. You think they're not ready or willing? I think there are well, some. I didn't say ready and willing. I, but like if you have a legit issue going on in your life and a coworker, a peer, not like an acquaintance, not a friend, but an acquaintance or even a stranger, you wouldn't share it with a stranger. But let's just say hypothetically, car breaks down. You need help. Someone says, how are you doing? You share with them. Um, well, it depends. But anyway, you don't look like someone who's going to take advantage. So yeah. I think that they would listen to you and try to help you out. All right. Well. But if you think I'm wrong, Rob, that's fine. No, if I, if I ever have something going on, I'm telling you, man. You're uh, you're, you're just ready and willing to talk to I me. I am. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm You know, if, if you, nothing else, Rob, I am here for you. Yeah, you have my calendar. Um, just make us make an appointment, and uh, we'll make it happen. Slot of time. Give yeah, my people. I got 15 minutes, so. Anyway. What are we talking about? Enough of that stuff. People who do care about or should care about you are the saints of Jesus Christ. Mm. Um. Absolutely. And Christ does a beautiful thing with this church, and he preserves his saints. Mm. So you cannot lose Radio your salvation. Goldrick. Today we're wrapping up our five points on the tulip, five points of Calvinism. We talked about total depravity, 
unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and now P, preservation. Perseverance. Sorry, perseverance of the saints. Preservation. Preservations. I've heard that before. That God preserves those whom he has called and elected. So in other words. They both start with P. You can't lose your salvation. But the key here is you have to actually have it. That's what we're going to talk about that a little bit. But we're going to kick it off with a, a definition from Baker, uh, e. Greg Allison. And we're going to have Rob read this time. Last time I didn't do <laughs> so well. Um, so maybe next Dude, time. last time was, was a struggle. Rough. All right, Rob, take it away. It was rough. Okay. So, whoa, where are my keys clanking around? Oh, my gosh, Rob. Oh, is my goodness. Amateur what hour? is this amateur hour? <laughs> Drop the keys down here. Here we go. Okay. So... Baker's Compact Dictionary of Theological Terms states this. The mighty act of God to preserve Christians, there's that word preserve, preserve Christians by his power through their ongoing faith until their salvation is complete. See 1 Peter 1.5. It does not apply to everyone who professes faith, but is promised to genuine believers. These Christians, though they may fall into sin temporarily, will certainly persist in engaging Persist in engaging in good works and exercising faith. So they'll keep going. Yeah, they'll keep going. Indeed, the saving faith of genuine Christians includes perseverance as an essential element. Moreover, because perseverance is a continuing work of God, these believers may enjoy the assurance of salvation, the subjective confidence that they will remain Christians throughout their life. Boom. Mm. So break it down. Um, those who have been elected, who cannot resist God's grace because that's what they desire, God will preserve them. But some of the defining marks is that they will persevere till the end. Um, so one of the questions someone might bring up an objection or needs clarification, what about those who made a profession of faith but have since fallen away or uh, backslidden? Like what about that? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go to First John chapter 2, verse 19. They went out from us, but they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, they went out so that it might be made clear that none of them belonged to us. So a lot of us and out and went here. But the point is, um, if you backslide or fall away, that means one thing, you were never a Christian. You were never saved. If you fall away. Right. Um, I guess we can nuance it because some people like consider back sliding like just kind of on the ropes, so to speak. And yeah. I would say that maybe just give it time. That's the whole thing is we can't judge someone for sure because we're not sure what God is going to do with them. Um, he has the rest of their lifetime, whether that's 50 years or five years, he has the rest of their lifetime to complete that work in them. And so we're not sure exactly when he's going to do that or if they're in the elect or not. Point is, um, for those who fall away, who say, oh, I used to be a Christian, I'm not anymore. I used to do all that stuff, I'm not anymore. I think Scripture's clear, um, and this is just one verse, but Scripture's clear that they were never true followers of Christ. Yeah. And we say that, one, because we believe in the doctrine of the perseverance of the saints, but also, um, how could someone who has truly come into a relationship with Creator God walk away from that? Yeah. You, you can't do it. Um so anyway, well, I mean, exactly what you're saying, yeah. right? You're so, just gonna say it a different way, okay? Uh, yeah, okay. I am. That's exactly. What you say. I'm gonna clarify. 
No. Um, can you clarify? The, you the, de- say it. the definition referenced 1 Peter 1, 5, which is a great verse for us to, to springboard from, which says, you are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And so we're not being guarded by our ability to maintain the faith. Right. We're being guarded by God's power. Right. And there is nothing more powerful than God. Otherwise, that thing would be God. And so if we are being guarded by God's power, then that is a sure guarding, and it will be continuously guarded and protected until the day of salvation. So the idea that you have to maintain this relationship with God, like it's up to you to keep the faith, it's up to you to persevere long enough, is a denying Ephesians 2, 8, 9, that your faith is a gift, not based on works. So that no man may boast. Yeah, that's a great. Point. You're saying it's on me. I got this. And what you're doing is, you're, one, you're denying the truth of other verses of scripture, and then also you, you are um, saying, "Hey, God, don't worry about it. I got this. Yeah, I'm good enough." So this runs against the doctrine of total depravity that we talked about. Um, it runs against the doctrine of unconditional election or predestination that God has selected, um, and it also um, oh, I lost my notes here. By the way, that part wasn't scripted. I just came off wow, with Rick. that off. You are so, so I have no idea where it's going. But um, it runs against these core doctrines of the grace that we've been talking about. Because, again, the whole idea is that you don't have what it takes. God does it in you. So to say, well, I'm going to do this, pull up my bootstraps and get it done, it doesn't work that way. You can't make it happen. Yeah, exactly. So, so we just want to hit on a few things. And, again, in this episode, we were able to pull from Desiring God because they, John Piper is really into the doctrines of grace, really into the five points of Calvinism. Well, so they produce and, and a I, lot. Yes. Sorry, well, I was going to say, they produce a lot of really great material on this subject because they get a lot of questions for it. And so we would direct you towards their website, check out some of the material that they have, and we are pulling just from one of their articles during this episode. So yeah. say what you were going to say. No, I'm just going to say that uh, John Piper is so good with words. And... Um, you know, R.C. Sproul, a Reformed preacher theologian, said even the best theologian is only 80% right. Yep. So we don't hold anyone of such high esteem that nothing they or they could say, or we believe that they can say anything wrong. We believe there's fallacy. Everyone has something we have error. Yep. So we're not esteeming John Piper above his rightful place. But we would say he is a godly man who's thought well about these things. And not only has he thought well and written about them, he's written well about them. He puts them in um, a way that's systematic, but a way that speaks to our heart and our human nature as well. Yeah, speaking of words and phrases that are well said, Rick, that was very well said. Thank you, Rob. Great job, buddy. I appreciate you, that. You made that crystal clear. Good. Yes. So, we're going over Leave a few me of a these ratings, things. Um, yeah. on iTunes. Exactly. So, there, there are a few main points that we want to hit. Things that... The perseverance of the saints affects. Um, that was really loud in my ears. Got another text message. I don't know why you don't just shut that down. Because then I can't hear. You the know, you just turn your computer. phone off. Or do yeah, not disturb. Go, it goes through. Goes through the computer. All right, man. Just get on with your points, okay? Fine. Whatever. <laughs> First point is this: we must persevere in faith yes. if we are to be finally saved. So nobody who claims the faith, and then renounces the faith at the end of their life just because they said a prayer or just because for a brief period of time they looked like a Christian, that individual, if they do not 
end their lives as a believer, then that shows that they never were a believer to begin with. First John 2.19, Rick, you already referenced that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because those people went out from the fellowship of believers, it proved that they were never of the believers. And so we also read in 2 Timothy 2.11, it says, It is a trustworthy statement. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Yeah. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And so if we are to be fully and finally saved, we must right. persevere in the faith. Right. And in in persevering, there's going to be evidence of that. So an obedience um, or holiness, an obedience to the Lord, will come out in our life. So if someone says, I'm a follower of Christ, I believe all these things, but there's not any fruit. There's no marks of obedience or um, no marks of holiness in their life. That should be a caution. So, you know, it's a good thing to examine your own heart, your own life. If there's there's none of those things going on, um, you, you really need to examine your heart if you have a relationship with the Lord, if you are saved. Ephesians 5, 3 through 5 says, But immortality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. And there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty, that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of God. So if someone is openly embracing or openly or privately embracing immorality or embracing yes. sin or what God calls evil, then they are proving themselves not to be of Christ. Correct. So if there is um, the, the actions of your life, the rhythms of your life, the things that you um, put in front of you for entertainment, the way that you handle yourself, if those things are just full of things of the world, and there's no conviction, there's no contrition going on, there's no desire for change, um, again, examine your heart to know what you're doing. Um, But there are people who are just very obedient. We see this with um, some communities, very fundamentalist communities, where they are very strict, they're very legalistic, and so they obey all these things. Hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not immoral, or I I don't, you know, have filthy talk, Um, I'm not doing all these crazy things, I'm not covetous, I'm not impure, I'm not an idolater, which you could probably say they were because they're elevating themselves. But point is, they say, hey, I got all that stuff, check that off. What John, First uh, John 3, 14 says, we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. So this is another qualifier. There's several of these, and, and again, we'll link to this article, but um, do you have a love and a passion for lost people? Do you do you care about lost people? Is that something that that stirs your heart? Uh, not lost people, but the church, um, the Church of Christ. Are you someone who's rejected Christ? Depending on those things, you need to judge yourself. And if you have no love for the brother, brothers and sisters in Christ, the body of Christ, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And my two brother-in-laws. I have multiple brother-in-laws. Rolled it up. Two of them just rolled up. If you guys heard that car in the background, Wyatt and Davy, or as I like to call them, Big D. So we may end up pausing this and going back. I don't know. We'll continue to go until it becomes too loud. But 
So great point there, Rick. Are you all done before we move on to the next one? Um, yeah. I mean, just again, like there needs to be marks of holiness in your life um, for yeah. you to, to feel like you're a part. And our last point, I want to qualify this before we go further. Our last point talks about how we can know, like, because going through those things can quit create doubts and questions like how do i know if i'm really saved like how do i really know and how do you just rest in the grace and we're going to talk about that at the end yeah and and when you were talking about holiness i think you already hit on it so if i'm repeating you i apologize you always repeat me you always do this you're welcome you're welcome listeners you're welcome um but those marks of holiness should be um in the life of a believer however the believer should never depend on those good works as the means by which they're saved. They Correct. serve as evidences, yes. not means. And good, so the good third clarifications. The third good point. Job. Thanks. Appreciate that. The third point is this. Those whom God has justified will be kept by God for final salvation. So everyone that God has brought into a relationship with him will be kept by him for final salvation. And so we want to look at Romans 8. Uh, verses 28 through 32 for for this point, and it reads this. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 28. We've all heard that. Now, Romans 29, or 8, 29 through 32 is where he really gets into this. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And the and these whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, will ha- <laughs> but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? stuttering over my words again. But what we're getting at with this passage is that there is a natural progression. Those whom he predestined, those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. Everyone he foreknew, he also predestined all of those individuals. And then all of those individuals that he predestined, he also conformed to the image of his son. And he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. And so what we see is that every individual from the beginning of that process being foreknown, being predestined by God, will make it to glorification. It's not that some are in that first stage of predestination and they fall away and don't make it all the way to glorification. But what we see is that everyone from the beginning of that process until the end of it make it through and nobody slips through the cracks. And I just want to go, I've, we've used this verse throughout this series, but again, Philippians 1, six, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will, will perfect it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. That God, he who began a good work in you. Um, sometimes it's, it's hard to know when he begins a good work. You know, this is what the parable of the, the soil and the seeds mm-hmm. getting thrown into different kinds of soils, and you just have to give it time. Uh, sometimes to figure that out, but it's important to understand that he who began a good work will complete it. And the next point, um, which we've already, kind of already addressed, but the article talks about falling away from faith and holiness shows that we never we never belong to Christ. And again, Philippians one six, if he began it, he will complete it. So if he doesn't complete it at all, he never began it. Um, and that's important to know because 
There's so many people who walk around acting as if they're saved. Or they say, hey, I was baptized. Um, I, I shook the preacher's hand. I you know, go to church on Easter. I took said communion. I said the prayer. There's a lot of things I'm about to say right there. Kind of, but <laughs> like, by golly, George, let's stop that part, okay? By golly, George. You, you do have to pray. To re- there's a there's an element of repentance and seeking the Lord. But saying certain words in this or certain kinds of words does not mean that you're a saved person. Yeah. But you do have to say words um, in your heart, and if you can speak audibly, and um, that's a part of the salvation experience. He who but, believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth. Right. But those who just confess with their mouth, it's evident in their fruits. They'll fall away eventually. Yeah. But And, it, and it, at the end of the day, if you are depending on that prayer, not to dig into this subject more than it needs to be dug into, but if you are depending on the words that you said, right. then what you're doing is you're depending on works. Right. You're saying, I, I said a prayer one time. Then you're saying, right. I did this, therefore I am saved. Right, exactly. It's, again, it's a works-based salvation. Yep. So so all these things that we're, we're kind of laying out here, like it, um, it's important that you understand that we, we do these things and work through these hard things to make sure that our calling or our salvation is sure. Yeah. And so the last point is this. Let us be earnest to make our calling and election sure. Second Peter 1, 10. Did I transition that for you? Like I said the main point, and then you're just supposed to take the verse. Oh, sorry. Dude, I, how can I do radio under these conditions? You know what? We're just going to have to go back to the studio, go back to the lab. Sit down, put on some isolation headphones, and just listen and find the areas where where we botched it. Yeah. We're going to have to learn. Learn from our mistakes. Practice makes perfect. Okay. Point E. Point E. (laughs) Let us be nurse to make our calling and election sure, as we've said multiple times now. But 2 Peter 1.10 says, Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things... You will never stumble. And so Peter is saying... Does that mean you'll never fall over? No. Because I'm pretty sure, like, people stumble. Yeah, people stub their toes and stumble. Oh, yeah. It happens. Oh, yeah. Totally happens. But... That's not what that's talking about? That's not what that's talking about. Oh, okay. Mm, What's it talking about, then? It's saying, Rick, thanks for asking, that what we should be doing is trying to ensure that this salvation that we have is sure and and the way that we do that is by looking at the evidences if we are pursuing godliness if we are loving the things that christ loves and that is evidence that our calling and our election is sure if we are persevering then that is evidence that our calling and our election is sure if we turn away and begin to embrace what god hates what god calls sin Mm -hmm. and to embrace things that are not of christ then we are proving ourselves to not have ever right. been of Christ. Now, it doesn't mean that we're not tempted because, again, the way I read this, like, if you're, if you're just going hard after Christ, you're not going to be doubting your salvation. Um, if you're going after holiness and pursuing him with all your strength, you're not going to be sitting there wonder, like, am I in or am I out? Um, however, there are times when we're tempted. We are not perfect people, and we will not be perfect until um, we're, we're with Christ. So... It can be like this uh, turn into a scales thing where, like, I've been tempted a lot, but I'm trying to be really obedient. And then I was saw this woman at work, and then, like, I had bad thoughts. And, like, you know, uh, temptation will come. 
That's normal. Jesus was tempted. We're all going to be tempted. If you find yourself continually giving in to that temptation or regularly giving in to that temptation um, and doing so without any kind of uh, conviction or anything, that is a problem. Yeah, yeah. And and it's still not even to say that you won't wrestle with doubt sometimes. I mean, your faith is, is, to steal a phrase from Chandler, faith is a wrestle with doubt. But it doesn't mean that that you're going to because because you're having doubts so to speak it doesn't mean that you have lost your salvation but it should lead you and drive you into further digging into what are the evidences of a christian one of them that we see right here is the perseverance of the saints is someone who perseveres and although they may wrestle although there may be questions that they try to work through they will work through them and ultimately yeah. persevere. So to recap, I mean, we listed out several points, um, very good points, but it's there's a lot there. So again, please read the article, talk about it. Um, yeah, so first point, we must preserve, um, persevere in faith, man, if we are to be finally saved. This term finally saved kind of throws, can throw a wrench in it as we think about it, but it just means that we fully experience salvation not just hanging out with christian people yeah which that ends up happening when we are in the presence of christ the second one the obedience or holiness that comes from faith is necessary for salvation so obedience and holiness is a necessary evidence for salvation yes and then those whom god has justified will be kept by god for final salvation for salvation those whom god has justified will be kept so he will preserve those the saints, the elect, he will make sure that he preserves those and they grow in their sanctification. They become like Christ and they do not fall away. Yep. And then falling away from faith and holiness shows that we never belonged to Christ to begin with. Yeah. So if, and, if we do turn away from the faith, then that, as we've said multiple right. times before, that is evidence that we never had the faith to begin right. with. And these things are hard, but it's good that we... we um, we're earnest that we seek to make our calling and election sure. So we want to make sure we don't fall away. Well, how do we do that? We just go harder to Christ. And eventually there comes a point where you have to rest in the fact, okay, God has regenerated my heart. He's done that at work. He will finish it. Um, My desires have changed. Not completely, but uh, my love for sin has changed. Not completely, but these things have changed. And I, I rest in what God's doing but I also go hard after what he has for us. And I would just say, as we wrap up this last point and we wrap up this kind of series on the sovereignty of God in our our salvation, our soteriology, that God is sovereign over all these things. Again, these are big things. These are hard things. Um, If you've never heard of these things and you walk away saying, hey, yeah, sure, I agree, chances are, A, you don't really understand the weight of them, or B, um, you don't, they don't really matter to you. Because if this is kind of rocking your world, it should take some time to work through and to let it soak and that you study and you you seek earnestly to find out what the true scripture has for you. But again, yeah. check out the article. It's going to be a great resource. Yeah, and then also in wrapping up, it's important to notice how all of these things do connect. The, the Let's just take the tulip. I mean, we've been going through the tulip. So we are totally depraved, and so therefore... We're just tiptoeing through the tulips. Yeah. I couldn't resist. Tip-toe. 
that is yeah classic. Singapore's Rob sing it that's come okay on. come not, on Rob come on. come on come on so Listeners we go hear. we're totally depraved and then the only way that we are brought out of depravity into life is if God unconditionally elects us and brings us to that through that our sin is paid for in the atonement and the atonement is only uh, limited towards those whom God has called and brought to himself we are then uh, I mean kind of out of, out of sync here but we are brought to him through his grace that we because of how strong his grace is we do not we're incapable of resisting it not because we try really hard to resist it but because of how great the the grace is and how he changes our affections and changes our desires we then begin to love him and then for those whom this has all taken place with we then persevere amen brother you should uh should take up preaching or something hopefully that was clear as mud hopefully it was clearer than mud okay i hope so um no it's it's really clear god's sovereign of all these things and he loves um us all dearly, and he has chosen the elect, and he will redeem the elect. He will do all that work. We rest in that, but we also go hard after him and after lost people. And that's all of it. And he takes care of the church, the bride of Christ. He will see it redeemed. And so that's Tulip. Cool beans. Cool beans. All right. If you liked today's episode and uh, think someone else would, please share it. Share it on social media. Share it with your coworkers. Um, just go through all your contact lists and just send a link to everybody. That'd be cool. Um, you can also leave us a rating on iTunes. We always get super pumped when we see a new rating. Um, maybe that's vain. I don't know. But it's cool to know people are actually listening and care. So yeah. check that out. Um, and if you give us a review, Rob or I will give you a cool shout-out. But we love hearing from you. You can contact us on Facebook at Simple Theology. We're on Twitter at Simple Theology underscore. Always check out the website, simpletheology.org, where you can connect to our Patreon page. Or you can just go to Patreon and Google or search Simple Theology. You can probably Google Simple Theology Patreon that way too. Also, um, support us through Audible, audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. You get a free book. We get a kickback. You the win win. You can get a membership. Win win win. Win win both sides. That's win, it. Win 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 because Audible wins too. Audible wins. I win. You win. Rob wins. We're gonna do something with our winnings today, aren't we, Rob? We're going to the food truck festival, baby. Thank you, Patreon. No, not Patreon. Thank you, Audible listeners. Heyo. Thanks, Wyatt. Appreciate it. Mario. Peace out. Peace.